As the disclaimer says in the podcast description, I am not an attorney, financial advisor, CPA, lender, or real estate agent. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy, everyone. Hello, I'm Roger Channon, and welcome to the Wednesday Wine and Wall Street podcast, the only podcast that combines drinking wine and investing in the stock market. Now listen, I've heard your feedback and one of the things I've been criticized about on the podcast is we talk way too much about stocks and not enough about wine. So I invited my good friend Regis on. Hello Regis, welcome. Hello, I'm Regis, Uh, very nice to meet you all. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Now you just graduated and I wanna know about what you majored in and what got you into investing. So yeah, uh, like Roger just said, yeah, I just graduated and I'm also very lucky to be Roger neighbor. So we always um, talking about stuff and stock market and wine being one of them. But yeah, graduated from uh, uh, my degree in biochemistry this past semester and just uh, wasting my money away in wine and, you know, the stock market. We're not wasting our money in the stock market now. Now tell <laughs> us, Regis, what are we drinking tonight? What wine have you picked out so for us? So tonight, I've picked out for us uh, this wine that I've actually discovered this past uh, Thanksgiving. Um, so it's a red wine, um, appropriate for the weather, and the name it's Mas de Gourgeonnier. It's actually pretty affordable of a wine, like you can get it for under $20, and um, you can find it anywhere in your local stores. Now Regis was really good at pronouncing that name because he does speak French. How yeah, I we, guess you could say, yeah. How do you say uh, Wednesday Wine in Wall Street? in French. So Wednesday wine in Wall Street will go like Mercredi, Vin, et Wall Street. Wall Street will be the name, so just keep it the way it is. If you haven't gotten it over the microphone now, Regis does get all the ladies with his <laughs> good looks and French-speaking charm. I wouldn't say that. I, I keep into my American character whenever <laughs> I'm meeting people. But that's super exciting, Regis. And today we have some great stocks to look at, but first off, we need to give a round of applause because if you did buy Lordstown Motors, we had the news. Oh, yes. 100,000 orders, and it shot up. So we're going to evaluate that stock again. Obviously, at $26, I think that's a little high to buy into. I think we're going to have a period of retraction, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. So let, For let's, sure, yeah. Stuck, I'm really excited to hear about today, yeah. Definitely. Let's get yeah. into it. So on January 11th, ticker symbol R-I-D-E, or Lordstown Motors, announced that they have 100,000 pre-orders for their Lordstown Endurance first full-size all-electric pickup truck, which is huge. Now, I had been waiting for this catalyst to be announced for some time, and I knew that shares were going to go up when they announced 100,000. That, that's a big deal. I said I'm going to sell at 2450. That I did. And boy, I sort of misunderestimated how well the stock was willing to test the waters. It went up past $28, which tells me a lot about the stock. And if you're like, "Oh shoot, I missed out." Don't worry. I think you're going to have an opportunity to get back in. Shares have come back down to 2590 right now. I'm What do you think we should get in that? Like what number would you say? It, it stayed around the 19 to 22 range for a long time. Okay. I don't think it's going to come back I doubt it, yeah. to 19. But if if we see it hit that $22 range, I'm going to say that's a buy. Awesome. Yeah. And look for some next big catalyst numbers. 
and we have a good deal of time before they actually start making trucks and distributing them. That'll be in, um, I think, past August sometime. I don't know the exact date. So we have time to ride these ups and downs, yeah. and I think they're going to definitely hit 125000 before then. I could see that being an announcer that sends the stock back up. And the other one to look for would be 150000 if they can get to that part. And then when they start distributing pickup trucks, I could really see the stock staying up at the $30 range. But, of course, I when I say that, I'm assuming that things in the economy are going to continue the way they are. Obviously, we're in a pretty volatile place with the economy right now. But, yeah, great question. That's my prediction. But just the fact that it shot all the way up to, to um, past $20 shows you that I was off and so do not take my advice too seriously do your own research and set your price targets I mean I'm happy about the profit I made um, since I bought in at $18 a share but I should have been a little more and probably in retrospect although on that Friday before there was an announcement that Mike Albert or Fleet Solutions, I think it was, I don't have the article up in front of me, had purchased a significant order, and I did have a theory that might send them over 100000 But when they made that announcement, it didn't seem to adjust at all, so uh, the share price. So I, I wasn't really sure, but yeah, I would say anything below 22 even 23 at this point, we've seen the stock go up past 24 a couple times now. Uh, would be a good buy. So that's my opinion. But congratulations if you stayed with Lordstown. If you're still in Lordstown, I think you're in a great spot. Um, Steve Burns and the management in that company impressed me, and uh, I'm rooting for them. Go Ohio. Hashtag Voltage Valley. Okay, it's time. Let's break into this bottle of, I'm sorry, how do I pronounce that? It's Mad de Goujarnier. It's a, it's a red wine from uh, southeast of France. Um, yeah, pr from the province region. Interesting. And I, if you don't know how to spell that, no, no worries. I'll put the spelling of the wine in the podcast description. But do you want to do the honors or should I? No, well, I'll let you do the honors. Why don't you open that bottle for us? All right, here we go. We're opening it. Very dark, Very red looking wine. Pour nice. some glasses here. Yeah. Won't you serve me now? All right. Oh, I already spilled some. <laughs> oh my god! I haven't even drank anything yet, <laughs> and nice. I already had an incident. Oh my gosh, he's going. It's on the carpet again. too. Oh darn it! <laughs> okay. I poured us a lot there. All right. Very nice. All right. All right. You want to do uh, first? Yeah. Uh, let me see real quick. Okay. Very nice smell. Um, I can pick up some uh, berries. Uh, I, I suspect strawberry because of the region and the kind of a. Uh, yeah, region that the, the grow these grapes in. Um, so strawberry, kind of a smell. Um, yeah, I can sort of get the strawberry smell too from that. Yeah, very nice taste. I I, I do tend to like uh, bold wines, but this one, yeah, yeah, it's a bit dry at first, um, and uh, it's probably from like the the presence of uh, the Cab Sav or the Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, but then, yeah, with the blend of the Grenache and the Shiraz in it, it makes it a little bit sweeter, or, like softer toward the end of the palate. And uh, yeah, it also has a very like pretty distinctable like uh, smell or like yeah tart but like amber musk kind of thing. It's you know? good. Yeah, it's, it's a great. Good. It's, it's almost like uh like you know like a cigar box scent. 
you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. And you sort of take that first sip of it, and it's it's fruity but tart at the same time. And I'm yeah. not sure if you get that taste. Yeah. <laughs> with anything but wine. And yeah. That... <laughs> Indeed. Very nice. That's true. But yeah. What I, would it's... you? Well, if you had to give it a score out of ten, what would you? Give uh, it? I'd give this one um, a solid. Um, yeah, solid eight point five. 8.5? Yeah. I'll, I'll give it an 8. Well, we yeah, spent... Yeah, I think that's fair. We spent under 20 on this wine, Definitely too. So did, it's a good yeah. value wine. Yeah. For under $20, I think it's a very good entry point for uh, people that are trying to discover a new wine, try something different. Um, so, yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, we're not, we're not eating this with anything. We're just drinking it plain. But I think this would be a good wine to match with, like, a dinner. Yeah. It, would I be wrong uh, on that? No, yeah. Like I said, like, discover this wine... Uh, this past Thanksgiving, so like, yeah, nothing really red of meat. It was more like turkey, and it paired extremely well with it. Uh, so like, something like chicken or like turkey work best with it, or even like cheese or like a charcuterie board will work perfectly with it. Um, Cause like, uh, it kind of has like that bell pepper kind of a taste. Just so like when you think with that with a charcuterie board, it's just perfect. And uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a good one for price point and uh good one to discover he just knows what he's talking about excellent chef too if, <laughs> yeah if he I do speaks like to, french I do he's like, good oh, looking yeah. and he he can cook so sorry i'm taking but yeah. no yeah it's a uh, very good of a of a wine and i'd say yeah i'll, I'll keep sipping this all throughout the podcast today. yeah i think so let's let's get in yeah let's start talking about some stocks are you ready to hear about churchill capital corp let's go this is exciting <laughs> but i think you've added tremendous value to this podcast with your wine knowledge hey so let's are, do it again I mean, you are invited yeah, back for yeah, sure definitely <laughs> love this to be back fantastic let's get into it let's talk about some stocks let's do it all right regis let's get into it let's talk about Churchill Capital Let's Corp for CCIV. I'm very, very excited about this one. Although, let's be honest, it's very speculative, very, very risky. But I think it's got some potential. Big potential here. So, CCIV, and, and uh, Bloomberg was the first one to release, uh, I guess, this leak. And they were talking Lucid Motors is in talks to list via Michael Clean SPAC. Obviously, SPACs have been a huge deal in 2020. Lordstown Motors was a SPAC at one point. Diamond Peak Holding Company. Um, I invested heavily in CIIC merger, which is CIIG Merger Corp. That since has been all up and down over the place, but it's been a good investment in the long term. But SPACs get me excited and nothing gets me more excited than electric vehicle SPACs. So the fact that Lucid Motors, which is compared to tesla a lot although i do not see that comparison uh they market to a higher end mm -hmm. clientele they yeah. produce i guess the model s would be their equivalent of the type of electric car yeah that but they're talking about this deal this where if ccv and uh, lucid motors do merge that it could be a 15 billion dollar deal which is huge and obviously this news has made its rounds because shares are now $15. Um, they went up today, I think, like, oh my gosh, over uh, 7%. And then in the after hours, we're near $15. So if this merger doesn't work out, I'm going to be very blunt. 
you're, there's a good chance that you're going to see the stock go from $15 a share back down to 11 or maybe even like 10.50. So you could lose potentially $4.50 per share and it, it's it's a kind of a gamble at this point. But there's a huge upside. It's the stock market, you know. It is. It is. And we do try to minimize risks and this is one of those high risk ones. And the upside though is Lucid Motors, I could see it easily going to $25 a share. And I could see it even joining CIIG Merger Corp at like $35 a share at some point. And this this gets me excited. So let's go through some of the facts on this. And I will say I did sit in. They had a um, a conversation on the with uh, Churchill Capital CEO Klein at the, uh, they called it a fireside chat at the IPO Edge for ICR conference. And I, I listened to the whole thing and he did not, they wouldn't take questions on the Lucid Motors merger, which got me thinking like, why wouldn't they just deny it or accept it? But he didn't answer any questions, but he didn't really drop any hints whether the merger was happening, which I was hoping to hear something. Although the weird thing was he was, he would say things like, oh, I like SPACs because they're a vehicle for, and he said vehicle a lot, and I yeah. wasn't sure if he's like, oh my gosh, is he dropping a hint, but I yeah. didn't want to look that far into it because he could just be saying vehicle because that's the most convenient word he could think of to describe the situation, but it got me excited nonetheless. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reading here on Investor Place some information about CCIV. It was first came to the public in July 2020, so it's been around for a little bit here. Um, I find some of these SPACs, or at least in 2020, it seemed like it, they usually take about a year to find a company to merge with from the ones I was watching. So obviously there's a lot that will never find a company to merge with, and you take that risk when you're... Uh, speculating on which SPACs are going to be the next big ones. And when I looked at the history of um, Klein, he's brought some other companies to market. Multiplan would be one of them, ticker symbol MLPN. They didn't do great after the, the their merger from what I saw. And Clarivate was another one, ticker symbol CCC, and they've done well. So he has experience bringing companies yeah. to uh, complete mergers. mergers. So that got yeah. me excited. Um, obviously, Lucid Motors focuses on luxury segments of the passenger EV market was another key point in the article. And then I was also just searching around and seeing what other people found. And I was actually looking at uh, one YouTube person, Jack Spencer Investing, and he had pointed out that on Lucid's website, you can find their job openings. And one of the job openings is Director of Investor Relations. Obviously, a company like Lucid, there could be a lot of reasons why they're looking for somebody to fill this position, but it does get you kind of thinking. Are they thinking about, is this director of investor relations, Is it, are they going to be dealing with the New York Stock Exchange and, and public investors? So that uh, that gets me a little more excited and bullish towards the stock. So yeah, overall, I think it's definitely something worth investigating more huge risk and i do think it is a fairly time sensitive investment i think we will find out pretty soon if this merger is going to take place but the fact that bloomberg made an article about it the fact that a lot of these other journals followed it gives me some confidence that this merger is going to happen and i am excited for it but there is obviously a huge downside a five dollar per share maybe a little less than that downside 
so take that risk very cautiously and I definitely wouldn't put too much in my portfolio but um, I think it's it's something too you can watch if you happen to be one of the first to see an article saying hey these two companies are announcing a merger then and you're able to get in early I think anything under twenty dollars if they do announce the mergers at a reasonable price I would start to think cautiously though at 25 and up really plan what you're going to do with the stock so that's my advice now i know some people are going to say too um could this be another nicola incident i don't think so just like when i was watching lordstown motors there just didn't seem to be much evidence you see their vehicles driving you see they've completed this large plant i i there was a lot of evidence that told me Lordstown and Lucid Motors are more legitimate. I think Lordstown is the most legitimate, the one I trust the most to perform well in the long term. But I think Lucid Motors should be something to consider. I do not think it's a Tesla, though. I don't want to ever sound like that. But they are competing with the Model S. And, I, you know, Model S sales have not been 100% the best from what I've read. But... Uh, definitely there is a growing EV market out there and yeah so do your own research let me know what you think and hopefully it's something that we can make some money off of hi I appreciate all the people who wrote in their questions to rogerchannoncom slash investing again if I ever give my opinion on something take it with an absolute grain of salt there are people who spend their entire lives studying the fields that we discuss on the Wednesday Wine and Wall Street podcast. Those are the experts. I more look at the benefit of this podcast as just being a way for me to introduce the stocks that I'm looking at to you, introduce possible investments that you might be interested in getting into, and furthermore, it creates a discourse that I can participate in and learn more about the investments I'm making. And I think that is the great thing about podcasting and the internet and the ability to communicate with people directly, very instantaneously. Uh, but yes, I've been collecting all your questions and I really appreciate them. And I plan to start going through some of those questions or discussion points that we get in. I'm hoping to release an episode on Sunday, maybe a question and answer uh, session. And hopefully I'll be able to start answering some of the questions in the Wednesday episodes although i do try to keep those around 20 to 25 minutes because i think that is a good attention uh, span rate so thank you so much for listening thank you to regis for joining us and sharing that amazing bottle of wine as a reminder i always list the stocks discussed on today's podcast in the podcast description as well as the wine we drank thank you all for listening and have a great wednesday miss something important during all the excitement of the podcast episode that's okay head over to rogerchannon.com slash investing each week along with the new podcast episode i will update my website accordingly with my various stock picks discussed during the podcast episode as well as some additional information i'll include my buy goals my sell goals and what i expect the stock to do in the long term have fun enjoy and remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only Thank you.
Roger Channon is not an attorney, financial advisor, CPA, lender, or real estate agent. The content on the Wednesday Wine and Wall Street podcast is for entertainment purposes only and shall not be construed as tax, legal, financial advice, or other and may be outdated or inaccurate. It is your responsibility to verify all information yourself. The content on this podcast and www.rogerchannon.com is for entertainment purposes only. Do not make financial decisions based on these videos. If you need advice, please contact a qualified CPA, attorney, financial advisor, etc.